You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. You didn't get the new cord. God damn it. Sorry about that. (laughs) I forgot to get the new cord this morning. Uh, Let me fix that. My For the mind. record, let's say we did start at one. <laughs> it was a, it was a busy it was a busy morning getting the video up, and I forgot that was on my list of things to do, and I didn't do that. Let me oh, switch this. Oh, fuck stick! Stop calling. That. <laughs> I apologize, everyone. Oh, is it still on? Yeah, uh, yeah, yours is still on. <laughs> I apologize. I messed that up. <laughs> that was my fault. Uh, check, 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 that is a little bit better. Wow. Yeah, just. Wow. You're really loud on that one. That's because of a couple of things. Got to adjust the toggles. Well, just, uh, you know, starting Friday off quite well for all of us. (laughs) All right. Let's try that again. I am yanking that cord out. I am going to stop (laughs) stop calling me flex (laughs) dick. The more you, you can't push back. All right, we need to talk about this. All right. No, we're not going to talk about this. Okay. All right. You can't ignore everybody. (laughs) I know. Let's start off the show though, right? All right, here we go. Okay. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Well, it's up there now, so. It is. Damn it. <laughs> Do you want to start again? Yes, I just keep fucking oh up. Oh my God. I keep fucking up. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Everything was fine this morning. Everything was fine until we turned on the microphones. And now I'm just like <laughs> and we've messing already, it up. Like, like been on the microphones today. I know. I know. I realize this. I'm thrown off today. I'm thrown off. You guys, the fuck stick thing is really getting to him. <laughs> it's not. It is. Do it again. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Well, it's out there for the whole world to see now. <laughs> it is. There's nothing more that could possibly exacerbate any of my anxiety than yeah. putting this video out for the entire world to see. I think it's making you spazzy. It probably is. It's it making you a little nervous. Maybe making me a little bit spazzy. It's, <laughs> it's possible. Well, look, I mean, it's not only the ghost thing. Then it's also whether or not I'm crazy. Then on top of that, it is my house exposed to the world. This is the worst thing that <gasps> could ever happen true. for me. That's true. You're always so like, no, afraid I'm... of people seeing your house, even though it's a very nice, clean house. But it's, it's where I hide. It's where I'm my safe place. And now it's exposed. My, my bedroom where things... <gasps> that's true because that's it would be like, to the world. Video, like videoing my cave that I where live in. Where things happen. That's that's where it's exposed. No, not much happens. Hello, everyone. This is Fun <laughs> wow. Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the Internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, we're going to talk about that here uh, really quick of uh, note. We're going to be playing our interview that we had this morning. We did indeed with Lachlan Patterson. Lachlan Patterson. Who is uh, one of the finalists for... 
For last comic last standing, comic for, standing. A, for the last season of that. And apparently Greg's mom is a big fan of this. <laughs> my mom is. I forgot to tell him that when you he was here. You didn't tell him because you didn't tell me until after. I'm like, you should have totally told him that your mom likes him. No, my mom loves Last Comic Standing. And I remember I remember specifically her playing it because she DVRs it. And they would play the episodes when I would come down and visit. And so that was one of the ones That's cute she because likes. she's like, you, she knows you work with comedians. Yeah, I mean, she so likes comedy like, too, but she likes nice, safe TV comedy. Sure. <laughs> she wouldn't like necessarily all of our interviews on here. Where it's it's a little bit different, working a little more blue. Yeah, she's well aware of that too. She'll be like, "Well, I know, I know their actual acts are probably different, but I like the TV ones." So. <laughs> your mom is the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Even like your impression of her. <laughs> so, I like the ones on the TV. So, mother approved. Lachlan Patterson joining us. <laughs> no, he's actually he's very very funny, and he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow here in Portland, Oregon. So we'll be playing that interview in a minute. So the other thing we were referencing at the beginning of the show is today is the release of our first ever on-demand video for Fun Employment Radio. Wow. And uh, it's the first time we've ever done this. We're thinking this more. But anyway, this one is out, and it is available for purchase. It's called Nightmare at Nibblers. It is the full ghost investigation of my house, which if you've been listening to this show for years, you know I, I spent about five years refusing to let that happen. Yeah. Because I did not want that it to happen. It took me having to do the scariest thing of my life, which is, you know, standing up in front of people and trying to make them laugh by doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, that was the bet. I said, if you ever did that, then I would allow the ghost investigation to happen. Well, you did it, and I did pay up on the bet. It took me a long time to do it, but I paid up. And so the video is out now. You can go to funemploymentradio.com. There's a link right on the front page or under our store section, too. You can go to it. There's a trailer. There's a poster. All of that done by Derek Lemire, who is it's, – it's awesome. It's so it's so oh, good. He is fantastic, and he put a lot of work into this, and you can tell it's a it's high quality. It's amazing. Once you get it, it's it, yours forever. It really is. It's it's a really 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 well done video, and it's it's awesome, and it's everything that I hate. So enjoy that. Watch it just out of spite <laughs> Bathe for me. In Greg's awkwardness. Know how uncomfortable I was, and I would just watch it again myself. I was very uncomfortable you were. during that. Yeah, I was. I was very, very uncomfortable. I mean, you're always uncomfortable in life. Like, you're not you're usually not comfortable, on camera. But you're not usually that uncomfortable. No, no. This this was me at my weakest moment, and it's all out there for you to purchase. Six ninety nine. Uh, you know, it's six ninety nine. It's yours. You can download it, stream it, do whatever you want. Um, but uh, please uh, go there, funemploymentradio.com. Click on the front page and and pick that up. That would be awesome if you did so. All right. So, so with that though, it is kind of throwing me off a little bit because I'm realizing it's it's out there, and it's Friday the 13th. It is Friday is, the 13th, which is also well, and also let's say behind the scenes. So of course, we um, you know every day when we have our live listeners in the chat, like it's basically like a community where we all get to hang out every day mm-hmm. and chit chat. And everyone's been putting Greg through the ringer today, which has been really funny to watch at uh, funemploymentradio.com/slash/live because the fuck stick thing is not going away. Well, okay, then we have to explain the fuck. We stick have thing. to because I can't stop laughing and I can't keep laughing weirdly. Well, it was even brought up during the interview too. That's going to be played <laughs> with Lachlan. All right, about so briefly, here is what's going on with that. The other night, there was a weird, crazy guy that was out in front of my house yelling and screaming on the corner, apparently to no one, and I walked out there, and just to take a look at what's going on, he instantly sensed I was there, turned around, stared at me, and just yelled, sorry about that, fuckstick, and walked on down the road. (laughs) Now, apparently people are taking to calling me fuckstick, which I really don't like that part either. There's an action word for you now, like when you're doing something wrong, you're fucksticking. Everything's coming up Greg today, let's just say that. Everything's coming up Greg. So... 
There is that. <laughs> no, I think it's hilarious. It's just unfortunate it's directed at me. I, I never know. should have brought it up on the show. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. There is a gift. That's my favorite I, thing that you've done in a long time. You cannot say I don't give. The, between the ghost investigation of my house, which is the most uncomfortable thing I could possibly think of, and then now <laughs> admitting that some weird, crazy guy called me fuckstick. I, I think I'm a good sport. You're doing pretty good. All right. I have to admit you're doing... <laughs> I'm sorry. You gotta stop laughing okay. about it. Okay. Well, yeah. As you were saying, today is Friday the thirteenth. Stop that as well. laughing. No. no, it is Friday. The <laughs> Don't 13th. have fun. <laughs> God, Greg. No, that's always the, from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I always use that one, wow. and nobody ever, nobody ever you gets went that reference. Deep into the no, into stop. the vault there. You know what happens when you can't stop laughing? Nobody knows that quote. No. I'm the only one who ever references that. Now I'm wondering. You sound like me when I'm refer- referencing like an obscure Lifetime movie and I think I'm really clever and then someone looks at me like I'm a weirdo. See, now I'm realizing because I do that all the time. I, I always say that. Stop that laughing. And now I realize out of context, if nobody really knows what that's from, I do sound kind of. It, who name checks who framed Roger Rabbit? I don't know. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. I watched that over and over and over. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, that's, that was one of my favorite I don't movies. even, I mean, I, I've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit several oh. times. I don't remember any lines from oh, it. Oh, it's such a good movie. It's so good. Is this like your short circuit, like where you have childhood memories where you think it was a good movie? No, I think it was a good movie. I mean, mm. and granted, I haven't watched it in quite a while. I think it was, I think it was good. I mean, short circuit's still amazing. We all know that. But, uh. Says your childhood memories. I'm, I'm saying, I will find, I will find the quote. I will find. Oh, you know what makes a quote even more, you know, makes it better is when you have to look it up to prove to somebody that it's a relevant quote. The best thing about, uh, yeah, name checking or or doing a line from a movie and then having to explain it over and over and over and over to everyone. That's that's the sign of doing something good right there. That absolutely is. You've got your finger on the pulse right there. That is entirely true. Greg, maybe you can't find the quote for a reason. Okay. (laughs) Well, it is Friday the 13th. And do you... Are you one of those people that like it's weird or superstitious about Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I don't that much, except for today when everything's just kind of odd. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I guess I. I guess I could say no. Wow, that's that's what that's, that's from. what you're quoting. That's what I'm quoting. Do you have any like you know? Burgeoning... I've been quoting that for years since I was a kid. Do you have anything from Dick Tracy you'd like to throw in there as well? Uh, no, I didn't see Dick Tracy as many times as I saw. See, Roger that was Rabbit. the one I didn't see Roger Rabbit for, like a billion times, but I watched Dick Tracy. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, Dick Tracy's okay. With Mahoney. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's not like the greatest. Movie I really of all liked time. Dick Tracy. Yeah, I like I said, it's it's all right. It's there. I it mean, exists. Yeah. That's that's about all I can say really with that one. But yes, there we go. Now everybody knows. Stop that laughing. Wow. Now when I say it, I can't wait to sense. reference that in the all next right, conversation move on. I have what, with what somebody. Were you gonna, what were you going to bring up? <laughs> let's, let's switch it from me. Well, I was going to because I've seen people posting about Friday the Thirteenth stuff all day, and I've never you know we've talked about Friday the Thirteenth on the show before, but I decided to since we've been here for hours and hours, I'm like I'm going to try and look into some of the history of Friday the Thirteenth, and I found mm-hmm. some things that I've actually that I wasn't aware of oh, really? about it and the number thirteen and why. Um, why it's supposed to be like a bad number. Okay. So I wanted to tell you I know you a it was Dan Marino's, it. Dan Marino's jersey number. You're such a nerd. It's also Steve Nash's. 
I got some I also made it music. My, I also made it my favorite number when I was a kid because I thought it was cool. Cause it, because Dan Marino? Partially, yeah. Partially because of Did Dan you high five your poster of Dan Marino on your wall when you were No, little? I had a wall poster that was it was like a life size one that fit on the door, like a door poster, I guess, is what it would properly be called. Um yeah, I had that one of Dan Marino and then I had other ones that were that were smaller, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so pretty cool. Shaka's saying um that in the live chat funemploymentradio.com slash live. Yeah, that he had quoted something and then um and then, then he mentioned something about Labyrinth, and I always quote Labyrinth. And I, I, I don't think some people get it because I always do like – like if someone's going the wrong way, I'll be like, oh, don't go that way. You should never go that way. Yeah, you if know – If you would have gone that way, you would have gone straight to the castle. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say that it, maybe my what? stop that laughing quote might not make much sense. That one's a pretty obnoxious quote. Come inside. Have a cup of tea. Meet the missus. <laughs> yeah, okay. See, Up you know your down. reaction. She chose down. She chose down. Yeah, see, so you know your reaction to stop that laughing? That's kind of how I think a lot of people have feel about what you just did right there. All right, so That's anyway. That's not true. Let so me what tell about you 13? some spooky facts, Greg. Are you ready to learn? I'm, re- I'm Are ready. Are you ready to learn and share your knowledge? Yes. And you can pepper some you sure. frame Roger Rabbit things with sure. you know, quotes from the movie while you're telling people about this. So, Greg, let me tell you something about the number 13. So the All number right. 13 has been considered cursed across the world for thousands of years. Is this your spooky music to go with it's, it? I googled spooky music, and this is what came up. <laughs> Don't turn up my spooky music. I've got control of my spooky music. Okay. All right. Anyway, the number 13 has been considered cursed across the world for thousands of years. Now, the number 12 is historically considered the number of completeness. However, 13 is seen as as one more. It's like it, it, one a bad too many. Thing. One too many. Three's a crowd. 13's a crowd, I suppose. There are 12 months of the year, 12 gods of Olympus, 12 hours of the clock, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 apostles of Jesus, 12 descendants of um, Muhammad. All these things are with 12s, but with 13, however, it throws things into the ringer a little Why bit. Why wasn't it 11 then? Why wasn't 11 bad? I don't know. They just 11's incomplete. Well, uh, one of the most common explanations for the origin of 13 being unlucky is that um, that it comes with bad luck is that it stems from the Bible. So there were 13 people at the Last Supper, Jesus and his 12 apostles. One and then Judas being the 13th. Yes. Uh, also, Friday was considered to be the unluckiest day of the week because it was when Jesus was crucified. But also when Adam supposedly ate the apple and Cain uh, slain Abel. And Noah's great flood began. They all happened on Fridays. So Fridays, huh? Ah, all mm-hmm. right. Uh, so thank God for Fridays. A little bit of a misnomer. My God. Yeah. See, that was that's kind of strong. My spooky music is um, deciding not to work right now. Greg, will you find some spooky music while I'm doing sure. this? Sure. Yeah. Thank you, because Google Chrome has decided to not work anymore, and that's amazing. Anyway, more spooky stuff. Uh, in 1881, an organization. Sarah, give us some more spooky stuff. <laughs> oh my god, I just sounded like a shitty like morning DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about the <laughs> about the origins of that Friday the 13th. It sure is spooky, am I right? Don't walk under any ladders today. <laughs> Let me tell you something yourself. that I didn't know about. And so Parisians apparently are uh, the most superstitious about the number 13. Really? Now, all over the world they are, but uh, the Parisians are so superstitious about 13 that there are actually businesses that only exist to rent you a professional 14th dinner guest when you're having a dinner party so that you don't have to have 13 people there. What are the chances you're going to have a dinner party with only 13 people? Watch you. Watch Wouldn't you. you how, 
Okay, if you know 13 people that are coming to dinner, wouldn't you know a 14? I don't, maybe they did order, like, invite 14 and then somebody canceled. This is, it's legitimate enough to where there are businesses, not a business, businesses that are dedicated to giving you a professional 14th dinner guest. They even have a name. They're called the Quartersium. I'll do it. I'll go to dinner with people. If they're paying for it, I'll put that out there right now. If you have a party of 13, you need a 14th, go ahead and ask me. I'll come along. Fuckstick wants to go with you. I'm, I'm not, do not call me that. You know, there's a phobia for Friday the 13th. It's called Parascave Decatriophobia. Uh, Parascave Decatriophobia, which is fear of Friday the 13th. Okay. Okay. Um, so there are going to be three Friday the 13th this year, just so you know. Do you know, Greg, that hospitals have no room 13? Really? I thought that was just like a rumor. Oh, you yeah. thought it was an urban legend? Yeah. Well, it still might be, but in this article that I found, it said that it's true. Okay. You know what else? Oh, that means it's a fact. Some people are so paralyzed by their fear of Friday the 13th that they refuse to leave their houses all day. Uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt never traveled on a 13th day of any month. Huh. Uh, Jason Voorhees, of course, from Friday the 13th, is a name with 13 letters in it. That's the name of the hockey mask guy, right? Yeah. That's Jason. Okay, yeah. Uh, hotels and skyscrapers have no 13th floor. I didn't watch Friday the 13th as a kid. Never watched oh, that. Oh, that's a good one. No, nope. we were a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, kind of group. I never noticed this. Apparently, it says also airplanes have no 13th aisle. Is that true? I don't know. We should ask our flight attendant friend true. Kelsey. I don't think that's true. I question your facts. Well, I mean, a lot of hotels followed. The last hotel I stayed in had, um, when I stayed downtown at the Nines with my friend for her bachelorette party, it was, yeah, it skipped that floor. It went to, from 12 to 14. Hmm. It's like 9, 10, but 11, But it's still, 12, 14. still though, the 14th floor is still the 13th floor. No, it's the 14th floor. You can change floor. that, in, but it's still 13. I mean, that doesn't change the math. You can call it whatever you want. It's still the 13th floor. Well, okay, Greg, your logic is astounding. I'm just saying. Um, so if there, I were that superstitious, that wouldn't be enough for me. Oh, so there are a that couple. That wouldn't be good enough. There are a couple remedies that have been known throughout the years to um, help dissuade your bad luck on, on Friday the 13th. Um, so one is to stand on your head and eat gristle. Ew. What is, what is gristle? Gristle is the part of the meat you cut off. Okay. Ew. Uh, also another remedy um, for Friday the 13th bad luck is to stand on the top of a skyscraper and burn all of your socks with holes in them. What? Who, who, who said this? The internet said, Greg. Okay. The internet said. All right. Once again, it must be a fact. Uh, also, warnings, if you break a mirror on Friday the 13th, you'll have seven years of bad luck. A child born on Friday the 13th will be unlucky for life. Ships that set sail on a Friday will have bad luck. And if you walk under a ladder or a black cat crosses you, you will also have bad luck. Yeah, I know about the black cat one. There are lots of black cats around my neighborhood. I'm, there are black cats constantly walking a lot around. Of bad luck. We had a black cat when I was a kid. His name was Buddy. Buddy, was, uh, Buddy would disappear. For long lengths of time, but then Tell us more about up. your black cat, buddy. No, buddy was awesome. He was named Buddy from uh, Encino Man. Hey, buddy. My brother and I were big fans of that. Also, okay. Roger Rabbit, same kind of time frame. And uh, yeah, buddy would disappear for like months on end, and we're like, well, all right, buddy's buddy's gone. And then show back up all all mangy and scratched up, and probably got into a bunch of fights and stuff. Oh, buddy and then, was a little uh, scrappy. Yeah, but then he nursed back to health, and then he yeah, then he's gone. So did Buddy leave a, lead a long and charmed life? Well, to a point. Okay. <laughs> we found, Don't we all? <laughs> we found Buddy at some point. Oh, uh, no. He came back from one of his adventures and didn't go on another one. Oh, Mr. Jenky has a cat named Buddy as well. Yeah, Buddy. Buddy, that's a cute name. Buddy was, yeah, that was my favorite cat. He was a good cat. I'm so glad to hear it. Buddy.
I've never had a cat. Really? Mm-hmm. We had, we had cats, but we they were country cats. So usually they didn't. Oh yeah, last. you've talked about the country cats before. They weren't indoor cats; they were outdoor. You know, they they had they had a barn they could go to. That's where they, they were fed and stuff. But because they were mm. mice catchers. Uh yeah, they caught mice, but then uh, other things caught them sometimes. So yeah, it was a. Uh, That's a horrible way to put that. Well, you know, I mean, hey, country cats. <laughs> they were they were tough, tough cats. Okay. We also didn't really name them too much either. We started naming them originally. We had like Smokey. And then, uh, I can't remember, there were a couple other ones. And then and it was like, well, let's just name that one Calico. We'll name that one. Did I ever tell you about my Whitey. mom? <laughs> my mom, when she was little, she had a, a cat named Smokey. But uh, all of her cats kept, uh, like, she would get kittens. And, you know, she had a bunch of brothers. And all of the cats would, like, meet an untimely demise. And so instead of renaming a new cat, they just kept naming them Smokey. Did, did, was it like, uh, like the Simpsons? You know, a with, little bit like, like Snowball, cat. like yeah. the Snowball. Yeah, snowball but this 2, was, Snowball 3. Yeah, that was, but it was before The Simpsons. So, yeah, she had <laughs> Smokey 1 through 5, and they stopped at 5. <laughs> yeah, she still gets sad about that. Wow. All right, on that note, hey, there you want to hear from our comedian? Jeez, how did you <laughs> manage to bring down what I was saying? All right. Oh, I don't know. You're talking about your barn cat dying. Buddy. I think you did it, too. Buddy. All right, yes, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and do this. So... Lachlan Patterson was one of the finalists for uh, Last Comic Standing for last season. Also, very funny guy. You can find him all over online, too. Just look up his name, Lachlan Patterson. Very handsome. He was uh, yeah. told by one of the judges uh, that he looked like a mannequin. Uh, I think Keenan Ivory Wayans yeah. told him that. Yeah, which that's, hey, if Keenan Ivory Wayans says anything about you, that's awesome. Exactly. Yes, as long, yeah. No, that's that's pretty damn good. So he is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. This is uh, Friday the 13th. February 13th, 2015, and tomorrow on Valentine's Day. So go and Ooh, check him Valentine's out there. Valentine's Day. We'll have to talk about Valentine's Day after Yes. This. Get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And here he is on Fun Employment Radio, Lachlan Patterson. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Please don't sneeze all over our microphone. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said that, like, I don't know. I'm going to put we, it up just in case. <laughs> we just met. I don't know what he's going to exactly. do. Exactly. You can't make assumptions about that. I'm not taking risks. <laughs> uh, welcome to Fun Employment Radio. Hello, everyone. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon, and we are joined now by Lachlan Patterson. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hi. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. I, yeah. uh, I, it's cool being in Portland. I was, t- I, was, I was at a couple of other radio stations, and uh, one of the things that I felt is uh, I feel I feel kind of like in, I'm in the right place in the in the country. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to this place before? I have. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. You're from Vancouver, say, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm not from Washington, BC. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's yeah. the one place you have to say that. <laughs> no, no, you don't want to say. It. Nobody from Vancouver, Washington, claims they're from Vancouver, Washington. No, no. They all say Portland. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We'll probably get some mad emails now, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah I, it's it's not quite as glamorous as Vancouver, BC, I, I would say. Yeah, it's probably not the, uh, the, uh, the, Im- the, the tourism industry. <laughs> probably not quite the same. Other than that, totally similar. The meth industry, I'm sure, is really good there. But yeah. If I was mayor of the Vancouver here, I think, that I, I, think I could put something together to increase tourism. Maybe call I it like you... the other Vancouver. <gasps> there ah. you go. Vancouver Junior. Or, or this, the, the, uh, maybe yeah, have it something like the Vancouver or something, America's Vancouver? America's yeah, Vancouver. Put the America stamp on it. Yeah. Like, uh, 
A. Uh, A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Vancouver Junior, I don't think would get a lot of tourism, probably. No, maybe not. No. Yeah. Everyone wants to visit Senior. <laughs> Everyone wants to meet the big guy. <laughs> so you've come to visit quite a bit from Vancouver Senior. I've been, I was here for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Oh, great. Nice. This past year? A couple of years ago. Okay. There was, no one remembers because they had 250 comics. There were so many comics. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did actually run a Canadian show. Uh, that I, I closed, which was really cool. Nice. Um, and and nobody said stupid things like, uh, "So you live in an igloo? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you eat a lot? Of, drink a lot of maple syrup? Do you get that from around the country? I do. I, I mean, because I imagine you're touring all over the place. And Most people see uh, Canada as this just big white patch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in fact, I saw a map. Someone had a map in their home. I was in uh, Providence last week, and someone had a map that they were uh, showing me of the world of America, and it was uh, all the states, all fifty states, and then it had all of South America and all the the, the provinces of South America or states, whatever. and then Canada was just a. White. It was just a white. That is just kind like, of like a blotch no almost. <laughs> oh, don't ask about that. Nobody goes there. Ah, uh, it's priceless. And if you're from there, it's like, no, come on. There's so much. Oh, we, yeah. We have a very similar style to Portland uh, up there. We are very I, – I, I visit my parents. Uh, they live on an island up there, and they have to clean their garbage before they can recycle it. Yeah. And I, so I, very similar to Portland. Very, are you from Vancouver out? Island? Or? I'm from Vancouver. My dad's from Vancouver Island. Nice. And uh, – but this island's near there. It's called Pender Island, and I, I so I started recycling. I started trying to do that, wash my recycles. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. be super environmental. <laughs> yeah, that's friendly. that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. But then as soon as I washed them, I was like, oh, I'm keeping this. I know <laughs> you can <laughs> reuse them. <laughs> this pickle jar is my new coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> so are you living in Vancouver still, or are you in? Did I'm, I see you were in New York? I'm, I live in Venice now, okay. California. Okay. So it's kind of cool here there too. It's sort of it's sort of like here. It's weird. Okay. Um, super cool uh, neighborhood. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's it's kind of like where the homeless meet the the wealthy and everything in between. It's it's sort of people who wanted to escape L.A. Okay. okay. Came to Venice, and it's it's a really cool community, uh, like here. And so, yeah, maybe that's why I'm starting to feel comfortable here. It's yeah. Just, I the weirdest thing I talked about last night on stage. Uh, I walked to the street, and I was about to cross the street, and there was a bunch of cars coming. And they just stopped. Yep. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. Right. I was just waving them on. Like, let's go, buddy. <laughs> like, are you baiting me to hit me harder? Or like, <laughs> I know, it's a yeah. showdown. It's yeah, a come showdown, on out. Basically. Come on out. <laughs> He's like waving at me to keep going. And I'm like, no, keep going, buddy. Nice it try. It just gets Not more and more awkward as, you know, as more time goes by, and then you finally have to end up crossing the street. Yeah, Did you just, have to? Did you get pressured into it? I just turned and walked it? away. <laughs> I couldn't take it. <laughs> it's too much pressure. <laughs> what's, the, what's the oddest place? That you've performed comedy, like as far as where it's the least comfortable. I'm just curious about that. If you feel uh, like ooh, the talking least about comfortable, it. Yeah. you know, I did. Uh, it sometimes it's a time of day, so I did uh, the Palos Verdes Country Club. Oh wow, at that sounds fancy. 10 a.m. and 10 a.m. Uh, <laughs> and it was like it's the richest part of 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 maybe California. Like it's like a it's up in a mountain overlooking the ocean where they plot world domination. Basically, yeah, yeah. and it's all <laughs> old white guys. Yeah, and it was 10 a.m. and uh, they're really old, and so and before they brought me up, they go, "We have an announcement to make." Um, L- at Larry's funeral last week, oh jeez, Larry was a member, and a lot of I, I didn't see a lot of you guys there. Oh. Uh, 
these people are your these are your these are your these are your members these are these are your friends you need to show up for their funerals so you have to follow funeral shaming and now yeah funeral shaming but now let's have a good time and he literally in that same breath and please welcome your comedian lock and I uh and I had to comment on it and I knew it was gonna be okay you have to because they are waiting for it too they all feel guilty I'm like keep it going for that just Debbie Downer and so did you dedicate it to Larry it was really old it was super old like it was there was cobwebs in their teeth oh wow oh I love old people but you know. Yeah, <laughs> old people in 10 a.m. and following a funeral announcement. And well, then trying to make them laugh too. That's I don't know. I, did you try to tailor your set at all to them? Or I did. I, like I started. People, I don't know I'm, what you do. I'm right? like, how old do you have to be before you start putting plates on your walls? <laughs> <laughs> That's always, a good point. That I've is always, a good question. <laughs> when do you? When are you looking at your plates and you're like, eh, I think this one's ready. <laughs> Got to show that one off to the, to the neighbors when they come in. Just eating a, a ham sandwich, and you're just like, you know what? <laughs> this is art. This, this look, yeah. <laughs> this is you're on your way if you're already saving your recyclables. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. I uh, I collect wood from alleys as well and try to make projects and stuff out of them, too. So. Oh, what kind of wood alley projects do you make from oh, alley wood? Uh, uh, dog, dog bowl, <laughs> sort of uh, caddies, um, picture frames, mirror frames, huh. um, uh, all sorts of cool stuff. Beds. I made uh, several beds. Um, yeah. will, you, will you be selling those wares at Helium Comedy Club? Uh, if you could, yeah, I, I ship them all <laughs> with me. That's Tote my them extra baggage. <laughs> I, have a, I have a rewards plan that allows me to bring an extra bag. So I, I fill it full of wood. <laughs> and beds. <laughs> no, but I do, it, I do it for personal use. I'd love to sell some of the stuff. Um, but what ends up usually happening is I just keep the wood and I have a pile of every, – every grown man should have a wood pile. Right, know? yeah. And you just, you just look at it and you're like, that's some good wood. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do something with that one yep. day. It's a good solid piece there. You've got to have it yeah. there when inspiration hits you. Yeah, you do. And, yeah. and to fix things maybe. Yeah, put a little wood in it sometimes. Yeah, I, and keep the screws. Keep the screws as right. well when you unscrew them. Those are good screws. <laughs> you gotta save the good screws <laughs> in a jar. Saved a screw from earlier. That's a good screw right it's there. A good screw. It's a solid head. screw. Yeah, yep. that's a drywall screw. Yep. It's it's big enough. You know, you can yep. go through a piece of wood. Are you into hoarding the wall. screws over there? Yeah, there's a, there's a screw from, from when we were uh, fixing this thing. Earlier. Oh uh, yeah, screws. Hold on to the screw. <laughs> Well, we were just uh, watching before you got here uh, your appearance on the Late Late Show. With yeah. Drew. That was incredible. Oh, thank you. Have you heard anything? For, I wanted to know uh, about your George Foreman bit. Has George Foreman ever tried to contact you after that? No, but I don't know if you have seen the new Foreman Grill. It Tell has me more. everything that I talked about. Really? On the show. All the bells Every and whistles. Every single thing has been taken care of. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's got a switch. It's got an on and off switch. It's got a thermostat. It's got a locking hinge and a removable <laughs> grill. That is incredible. It, they did everything. So he was probably listening. <laughs> Some, somebody owes you money. I can't believe that it hasn't been pointed out as a safety issue before. I am, no, because you're right. I've got one, too. You do I've too. got one at home. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you cannot. It, it it's basically a fire hazard. Scalding yeah. hot or nothing. Yeah, it's uh. I actually burnt my whole hand on it. Uh, <laughs> I was grilling cheese, grilled cheese, and I thought it'd be cool to sprinkle some parmesan on top of the grilled. Fancy, yeah. yeah. And 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 I closed it, and when I opened it, 
uh, to reach my hand and to grab it, the lid fell down, oh. and there was cheese on the oh. grill, and it landed on my hand, and, and it burnt into my fingers so bad that I walked around... And I couldn't bandage it because it would just turn that white pussy. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You need to give it air. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. let it breathe. And I go, I go to comedy shows, and people be like, "What happened?" I'm like, "This <laughs> grill, we give it so much credit, but it's the most dangerous thing in your kitchen. <laughs> why don't they put an on and off switch on it? Nope, just just plug it in and it's on, and make it take two hundred, make it take two hours to cool down. And uh, I would do basically, and people started laughing, and I, I was like, "Oh, that." This is starting well, you were seriously a- maimed by one. I mean, you're allowed to have a, a platform to talk about it. Yeah, people call me the the um, the Seinfeld of appliance humor. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what the kids say on the streets. But, uh, That's <laughs> ve- I was looking. I'm like, you know what? This seems like a lot of observational humor. But you have good observations about it. Thank you. Yeah, and 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 and, and a lot of people are like, uh, you know, I like comedians who talk about real things. I, my appliance humor is real. <laughs> I really did burn my hand on a George. You've Former lived girl. it. You've yeah. lived it. When I say I have a, a, a microwave with a plate of food button on it, <laughs> why are there other buttons? I, I mean it. I was actually listening to that, and I went to look at our microwave, and we don't have a plate of food button on Do you ours. Don't have, we don't? You don't I'm have pretty sure. Food plate? Yeah, there's it's a, like it's, there's a popcorn button. There's a popcorn, popcorn button. That yeah. doesn't work. Don't do that. That's okay. a trap. That's, I know. Yeah. How does it know what kind of popcorn so you're, you're using? the word burn in front of that. Right. Um, I have a help button on my microwave, and I've never needed <laughs> I've never looked at my microwave and thought, I, I'm, I'm lost here. I, I could really use some help. <laughs> my microwave has just recently stopped working except for the add minute button. It's the only one, so I have to like sit and monitor if it's like supposed to be two and a half minutes. Yeah. I have to sit and loiter next to the microwave wait 30 to make seconds sure. To... Yeah, to, to stop it before it like cooks the three minutes. Do you ever leave that remainder time on there for the next I, meal? Hope for the best. I can't. I've tried. I actually tried to piggyback, and you have to reset it oh, for the minute. Sucks. This is my life, my microwave life. Are you still not eating microwavable foods? Yeah, I, qu- I quit. The mi- we got rid of the microwave. I, uh, I, I'm impressed. We eat a lot. Even on the road? Um, I got Yeah, I got one in my hotel room. So far, so good. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not like the microwave's killing us, but uh, the toaster oven, just it tastes better. Yeah. You got to have it crispy. Right. I, the, I agree. I like crispy. Thing okay, my, so yeah. you still have microwavable food, but in a toaster oven? Yeah, like I'll take a hot pocket and put it in the toaster oven. Okay, that makes me feel better because I'm like, wow, that you just cut out everything bad for you when you cut out the microwave. Food, just so you know, <laughs> yes. it's not microwave food and regular food. You can make microwave food into regular food. That's crazy. It's not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I truly believe that the microwave is sort of the uh, emergency food. Yeah. Like if you're going to die, sure. But, right. But if you got time, yeah. make it crispy. I agree. Yeah. It's probably a good point. We should get a toaster oven in here instead of our microwave. Yeah. I think we'll burn the building down <laughs> if we did that. Uh, that just That's sounds probably dangerous not to allowed. Us. <laughs> you, know, you know the number one most dangerous appliance in your house? What? The dryer. Hmm. Yeah, that, mm, that, leaving the dryer on? The lint. That lint catch. I, I am very, uh, very attentive to the lint trap. Good for I, you. Yeah. You know, I, I watched a Survivor Man episode, and, and he was out in the woods, and he's like, you know the best way to start a fire? Bring some lint with you <laughs> into the woods. Dryer lint? Yeah. Huh. It's a good idea. Take your you lint, pockets lint, full of that. Put your lint in your pocket. And it'll smell delicious. Maybe. Well, Maybe. I don't know. It depends on what you've been drying. This is true. I mean, this is the this is the stuff you don't want. <laughs> what? <It's> like, <laughs> I was thinking maybe pieces of like the dryer like, sheet might, you know, uh, make it smell a little better. I'm thinking like animal not hair the, or Not something. the dryer sheet, the dryer lint. Okay, the dryer yeah. lint. That gotcha. doesn't smell good. 
Okay, but I thought maybe pieces of the dryer sheet would be incorporated into the dryer lint. Did you guys ever hear that joke Seinfeld used to do like back in the 80s? Uh, how come every time I open my, my laundry, there, there's this, the lint, but my clothes never get smaller? It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, it's weird, right? Yeah. Now you got to think about that. There's there's a lot of lint Where's in the coming lint trap from? every time. It's an unusually large <laughs> amount of fabric, <laughs> considering, and then your shirt's the same. Anyway. Well, are you still going around? <laughs> I, I was reading that you were pitching a series, perhaps? Yeah, I, um, I can't. Don't ask me things I can't talk too much <gasps> okay. about. But well, let's talk I, about your podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Want to talk about the Kooks of Comedy? Yeah. Yes. I was telling Alex we got a – so I have a comedy podcast. It's about surfing and comedy. It's called Kooks of Comedy. And we have a uh, – it's a niche, obviously, mm. topic. <laughs> Comedians who surf. Uh, but someone posted the other day an Instagram – of a strain of marijuana that they have made and named after us. Uh, we have our own strain of weed now. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty rad. It's pretty cool. <laughs> what do they call it? Just uh, Well, we have a hashtag called Kooks for Life. Um, and so the strain of, of weed is called K4L. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Uh, so smoke some K4L, man. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so how often do you record your show? We do once a week. I know our fans are pissed Oops. off because of my travel schedule. I missed a couple of weeks, but we do once a week right now. We're hoping to get into a, uh, a video podcast. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know that a lot of our guests, um, we, 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 you got to be in there. Mm. Our, our fans also send us like stuff, art and stuff. And so we try to post that on the walls, and we want them to see their art in our place. And, oh, that's cool! Yeah. And uh, and we're we're you know we're, we're we're both used to being me and the other Joe Prano's my co-host. We're used to being in front of an audience and being seen, and I think we're comfortable. Yeah, in front of the camera. So we're gonna give it a we're gonna give it a shot when I get my, my nice. more time. You gonna go live or pre-recorded or? That's a good question. So now, um, what's your what do you think? I think live. Yeah, yeah. live yeah. is fun. Yeah, live is a lot of fun. Well, if we get a chat box going, get okay. people interacting. Yeah. Oh, a chat box. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. Then you get them feeding back. Oh yeah, we'll show you Let's after. After yeah. this, we'll show you our chat. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Can you guys swear? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Fuck. We sure fucking can. Shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just go down always... the list of all of them. You Cock can... sucking fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's one. Dick. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. To, I, I like to wait for the guests to swear <laughs> because I'm like, I don't want to make them uncomfortable if I say like shit fuck Big or something. fucking cock fuck <laughs> ass shit. That's how we should just start off the shows though from uh, now on. You know my new favorite well, What's swear? up motherfucking cocksuckers? <laughs> Welcome to the fucking fun of <laughs> And then just, and footnote, uh, there will be uh, coarse language during it. <laughs> By the way, this is not safe for work. <laughs> so Greg was outside of his house the other day and there was a crazy, this is my new favorite swear word, a crazy man was outside of his house and yeah. Greg's like hey what are you doing he's like sorry about that fuck stick yeah. <laughs> oh, I love fuck stick yeah. fuck stick's my favorite yeah, it was this random homeless guy I don't know well actually I have no idea if he was homeless or what he was just out on the street corner in front of my house yelling to nowhere like move this goddamn piece of shit and just screaming yeah. to, to no one and so I just walked out on the porch and I'm kind of just looking at him and it's like he sensed me and he just t- spun around and looked at me and just said sorry about that fuck stick and then just walked oh, on really? down the road yeah, I have no just idea. Went on his merry way. Went, went on right his adventures. It, like, it took me a second. I'm like, he just called me fuckstick. But, <laughs> but he apologized beforehand, so I, I don't know, know how to feel. Yeah, I had the reverse. I, uh, there was a guy yelling and swearing, fuck, fuck. And I came outside, and I was, it was late. And I go, hey, man, uh, can you keep it down? He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. I just, 
I'm just trying to find. I can't find anywhere to sleep. They kicked me out over here. And I'm like, it's oh. okay, man. I go, it's okay. Just, you know, hey, just, you know, t- just try to relax. I'm sorry I'm having a bad day. Just try to relax. He's like, thanks, man. And as soon as I walked away, he goes, you fucking cocksucking motherfucker. <laughs> and I turn around. I go, hey, man, just stop or else I'm going to fucking call the cops. Yeah. And he goes, oh, don't, I'm sorry, man. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I just really, I just have a bad day. And I'm like, it's okay. Just, you know, just chilling. So he's like, okay. I turn around and he goes, you fucking cock <laughs> Like every time I turned around, he'd start it up again. And I was like, uh, It's like a weird game of red light, green light or something. <laughs> like, oh. You know, I'm never after talking to certain homeless people. It's never, it's never a doubt how they got where they are. Mm. I'm always like, okay. You know, sometimes on the in the in the in the commercials, you see these horrible stories, and you know, you got Sarah McLachlan songs going off on the background, and they're oh, yeah, they're the just struggling to get a job, and and then there's these other people that you just you know they've been writing this story for their whole lives. <laughs> it's just been going this way your whole. Life. Yeah. This is what you want, right? You want to be here. Let's be honest. First thing for the record, Luckland isn't saying everybody deserves to be homeless. No, but if. But some of, but I know what you're saying. There's like this, this, there's this anti-establishment homeless people in Venice that uh, are fantastic in their own right. Uh, but they, you know, how do you shit on my garage wall? I want to know <laughs> how you get it on the wall. Like that's, the physics, yeah. Just, just shit on the 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 the. the the lateral surfaces, if you don't mind. Oh, I, can, I can clean the ground, but I, I got to get the hose around the back of the garage. Oh, yeah. Wow. That yeah, is Venice, pretty impressive. Man. Venice is pretty crazy. Are there a lot of rollerbladers there? <laughs> that's what I, when you say Venice Beach, I, I picture people with rollerbladers. You just picture like 1988. And I that's do. The only, yeah, okay. it's, it's upgraded a bit to, I mean, there's this odd segue that comes through. Okay. <laughs> just the random segue. But there's a, every there's now a new skate park. Cool. It's, it's a super cool place. Um, you just, um, we're, it's a very liberal city so that the homeless people, you can thrive as a, as a homeless person, you can really thrive. And I, I, there's also that one step up the RV pretending to be, uh, traveling Have you, and they just park in front of your house mm-hmm. yep. and yep. they're just pretending they're on vacation. Oh yeah. Like, you know, goddamn well, you're not on vacation. <laughs> right. And they're going to be there for an uncomfortably long time, like yeah. several days. And they just, as you walk by, they try to be all. Like they're camping. Like, how's the fishing? <laughs> you know, yeah, I, you know, goddamn well you don't fish. <laughs> and we have a lot of those here. A lot of school buses too. Oh, the school yeah. bus with the follow me, follow yeah. me on mm-hmm. Twitter. <laughs> I know where you're going. Oh yeah, no, well, there's no. There are a lot of defunct like school like like short buses yeah. and such that all live in the neighborhoods and they have curtains. And yeah, painted black. They have those down at LA and, and then they paint the side. Follow my adventure. Oh wow! I know where you're going. I don't. I don't think I've seen the follow my adventure. Oh, they try to. They try to rally support sometimes. Like, oh. like this isn't. This isn't. This is just a trip. We're just having a trip. <laughs> oh, it's trickery. I see. Yeah. No, you're not leaving. <laughs> I saw you yesterday. You're going across the street at 8 a.m. on Tuesdays for street cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> there was this guy that used to sit in front of Fred Meyer for years on Hawthorne Boulevard, which is this main street. Yeah. And for years, every day he would ask me, he said his car is broken down and he needed gas money. Mm-hmm. And he did it for probably like six straight years. Oh, yeah. And he and No, he that guy was famous. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Did you did you ever mm-hmm. see him? Yeah, because he, he would go across the street to the bank. And I remember he came up to me one time and he's like, uh, man, yeah, I need $5. I'm trying to get to Seattle. My, my car ran out of gas. And I knew about him before. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, um, so what, so where are you trying to go? He's like, oh yeah, my my kid's at my sister's. I'm like, okay, well let me just call your sister. What's her What's her phone number? Good. And good. let's get to the bottom of this. Right. And he's like, um, 
okay. And he actually gave me the number and I called it and nobody answered. And so I was like, ah, sorry, man. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you any money. Like, I, I don't believe you. Well, yeah, because he's just been sitting there. For yeah, me. but I pulled out and I was driving off and the phone rang and I answered. And I can't remember what name the guy went by, but say it was Brad or something like that. And I, and she's like, hello, who is this? I'm like, um, do you have somebody named Brad who was trying to call you? She's like, don't listen to that guy. Don't ever call this number ever again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, wow. So I don't know what the number was, but he knew. So he was... He knew and she knew. He gave out an actual number. What, yeah. a, what a life she lives. She's just this right. random person who's every once in a while she gets a phone call. <laughs> Are you Brad's sister? She no. Must, she must be sick and tired of that's, this guy. That's got to suck. Maybe that's why he stayed here for so long. <laughs> I like that you called her. I like that you called him on his bluff. I've done that. I was like, like, fine. I ran out of gas. Cool. Where are your keys? Yeah. Oh, uh, they're in the car. Okay. I'll, t- I'll give you a ride to your car. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I, just need, I just need gas. Uh, driver's license. How about yeah. drive? You know what? Uh, I don't. Ha- I, I left it in the car too. <laughs> so you left your wallet and your keys in your car. That's. Huh. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna get you gas. Yeah, don't think I'm gonna be doing I that. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can ask Lachlan for gla- for gas tonight at uh, Helium Comedy Club. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> or don't just go see him and laugh a lot. I don't have. Uh, I have CDs. You can come and I have a Valentine. If you have a, need a Valentine's Day gift, I, I have Valentine's Day gifts for sure. No, thank you so much for bringing us. One. Oh, we I really get, appreciate happy it. Happy Valentine's. And thank if, you. And so you'll have them there tonight. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's, it's it's. I feel like it's got a Valentine's theme. It does. You have a kiss mark on your face. It's called jokes to make love to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's totally. <laughs> Put that on after the show. Yeah. Oh, you're beardless on this one, though. I That's know. a pretty amazing beard you have going on. You like it? I do. Thank you. I do. It looks very nice. I try, I, uh, I'm trying out. A, this is the first time I've ever had a beard. Oh, really? Yeah. Of this of this. Yeah. portion? Proportion? Yeah. It's, it's a substantial. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, um, but not too overwhelming. I, it's like I, the good I, length. I kind of want to be overwhelming. Oh, well, then keep, you, keep it growing. Yeah. I think I might keep going. Mm-hmm. I might get it overwhelming. <laughs> to, wouldn't you like to be overwhelming? A little be a, bit. Well, yeah. Maybe not. Or it's like a presence thing. where people talk about it afterwards. Have, like, have you met Lachlan? Yeah, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the with the beard though. He's a bit of an overwhelming person. <laughs> <a> bit, <laughs> a little overpowered. I found him overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lachlan. Where can people find out more about you? Do you are you a, a Twitterer? I'm on uh, LinkedIn. You can check me out on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm a space. <laughs> I used to think it was called LinkedIn. I didn't realize it was LinkedIn, but now I know. Um, I still get emails for that. Do you guys? Yeah. Do you guys sample it and then give up in a yep. day, and then you in just never it's forget. It's there. It. I. Don't and then people do write recommendations for you. People still endorse me as a yeah. comedian. Yeah. Oh, thank you for endorsing me, stranger <laughs> from high school. I had no idea. No, no. Thank you for giving me a reputation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go see Lachlan. Tonight, 7.30 and 10. Uh, Valentine's night, yeah. 7.30 and 10. Yep. Laugh for Valentine's Day. Don't do yes. bullshit, cliche, Hallmark stuff. Go and have fun. Absolutely. And, you, and, and I'd say it's great because you don't have to talk to each other. It, yeah. Best date ever. You can just look at me and laugh, and then after you're done, you can talk to each other, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's when you put the CD in. Happy Friday. So then you don't have to talk either. Uh, that's right. You can just yeah. play, play it on the way home. Like <laughs> all those, you, all night. <laughs> those idiots who, you go see the band. Do you ever do that? They go see the band, and then on the drive home, they play the band oh. in no. the car. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> just... Play something else. No, you've already seen it. Oh, well, thanks for coming in, Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. 
Lachlan Patterson. Lachlan Patterson. Indeed, at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow for Valentine's Day. Here, you know what? Sarah but. and I actually came up with an idea for Valentine's Day since, since for, for everybody out there looking for something to do, here's what you should do. Uh-huh. You should, number one, you, if, you're, if you're lazy and you haven't gotten a gift yet for your Valentine, if you haven't gotten one. Uh, yeah, you totally should. You should. You know, you know where you go? A unique one. You know that. where you go then? Where? Asylum. 37th and Hawthorne. 37th and Hawthorne Boulevard going to Asylum. So here's what you do. This is, this is the best way. This is me giving love advice right now. Which is obviously Which is like the worst kind of advice you could possibly give. Very sought after. A lot of people want this. So I'm gonna give you here's my yes, tips. Yes, everyone's like, oh God, can Greg Nibbler please tell me what I'm supposed to do on <laughs> Valentine's Day? I don't want it to besmirch the places that we're talking about though. So Asylum is fantastic. Actually, it is a good place to pick up something like that. Pick up a unique gift, and you could even pick up a fun employment radio hat there too. I mean, that's that's gonna say, Hey, hey baby. <laughs> Got my eye on you, <laughs> and so you get. I got my you know, eye on you. I want to keep make sure your head's nice and warm. Uh-huh. Yep. So you mm-hmm. get them. You go to, go to Asylum, Thirty Seventh and Hawthorne. You pick up a gift there, and then you go to a, go to a little drink. You want to get a drink. It's going to be nice weather. Got to get a little drinky poo. It's going to be nice outside tomorrow. Sure. Take them to someplace unique. Yeah, they haven't been before. You know where you go. Landmark Saloon. Even if they've been there before, they would like it just as good as if it was the first time. Landmark Saloon. That's where you go. 4847 Southeast Division. What was that address, Sarah? 4847 Southeast Division. 4847 Southeast Division. You go to Landmark. You get yourself a good, get a a tumbleweed cocktail. Get yourself a tumbleweed tea. Tumbleweed tea. Mm -hmm. You get them a tumbleweed tea. So first you go to Asylum, 37 Hawthorne. You sound like a crazy person right now. Well, I'm trying to dispense love advice, Sarah. I'm trying to plan out somebody's Valentine's Day. And so then you take them to Landmark Saloon. Get a tumbleweed tea. You sit outside. It's awesome. It's a cool place. You can it's play unique. cornhole. You can play cornhole it's if cornhole you want. It's cornhole weather again. And it's it's a great place. Honestly, it really is. It's it's an amazing place. If, a good place to take somebody for a date. And then, and then you go on down to Helium Comedy Club. You get yourself a few laughs with Lachlan Pat- Patterson right there. Lachlan it's being Patterson. noted that you sound like you've had a lot of coffee. I've so, okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> I wanted to have more coffee while we were playing that interview, which you clearly don't need. Sarah drank all the damn coffee. Sarah drank all the coffee during the break, and so I went it's over there to get some more the coffee. Better. If you had had more coffee than this, I don't even know. I can barely handle you right now as well, it is. Anyway, there it is. I wish you would have played some love music in the background while I was doing that. But I didn't know you were going to be dispensing love advice. Well, that's my love advice for for tomorrow. So yeah, you you go to Asylum, Thirty Seventh Hawthorne, Landmark Saloon. Play, get some tumbleweed tea, play a little... Stop saying tumbleweed tea. What are you cornhole? doing? There, there's so many other different drinks than that. You've latched on to tumbleweed tea. Play some cornhole, then oh I'm head God. on down to uh, Lachlan Patterson. Bam! I got your day planned for you. Okay. That was and that's been good. Greg's love advice. Oh, thanks. That's a new segment. What are you going to do? Is that what you're going to be doing tomorrow <laughs> for Valentine's Day? <laughs> I'm going to buy myself a present, and then, <laughs> and then I'm going to go get a Pabst and a shot <laughs> and play some cornhole, all that stuff. Play cornhole with yourself. Yeah. I'll show, show up at Lachlan's show by myself. Hi. Remember me? Maybe you can be like, yeah, you're, you're like the single guy troll on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Walk out, rock around and like boo people. We're having a <laughs> no, good time. <laughs> not like that, but just like, hey, boo. come up to like a table of ladies. You know, because I'm Wait pretty sure. What? I'm pretty sure that Lachlan has a pretty big female following. Um, I would imagine. If he your does, mom yeah. even likes him, I mean, he's a he's, he's a, a good looking man. dude. He's yeah. a good looking dude for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, well. So, oh, yeah. You know, I didn't think about that. So there probably will be a lot of ladies there. Huh. Maybe I should be going there. Maybe. All right. Because you know, if, if, yep. <laughs> follow on Lachlan's coattails, right? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> he can only pick just one, or maybe four. <laughs> but I don't know. So for, all, for all I know, he's married. He like could I don't be know. Married. I have yeah. no idea. I really have no idea. But but yeah. But that means there will be a lot of. Disappointed ladies. That's my <laughs> swoop scoop in. up those disappointments. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh, wow. That actually might work. I mean, quite honestly, if every girl is Swoop there... Swoop on in. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, Helium knows what they're doing. Like, they got a, like, a hot dude comic... You know, yeah. on Valentine's Day yeah. weekend, because that's gonna draw the that's gonna draw the crowd. Yeah, for the people who appreciate. Well, he also happens to be very funny, a he very, very talented funny. comedian. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that that is on top of it, huh? All right, all right. Got to think about this. Oh, Greg, I'm gonna I'm hanging out with a bunch of friends, and I'm eating a heart shaped pizza tomorrow. Wow, somebody's Call getting wild me and crazy. crazy. Heart shaped pizza. Heart shaped pizza is delicious. It tastes better when it's in a heart shape. There you go. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Well, I got something to tag on to the date, too, but I'll, I'll do that afterwards. Wow. You're really, uh, you're I'm really planning a whole day here. You're seriously going to class it up It's a whole further? day. It's a whole day. Greg is flailing his jazz hands right now. Flailing jazz hands. First up, have an update on a story that we had, oh, probably a couple months ago. Now, do you remember the story of the woman who ran into the police station and started throwing uh, bacon at the police officer, saying that she was there to feed the piggies? (laughs) Yes. Remember this lady? Generally not going to go over too well for you. Not going to go over too well. It actually didn't turn out too bad for her. So a judge has actually dismissed charges against the Massachusetts woman who threw uncooked bacon and sausage inside of the police station, all the while saying that she was there to feed the little piggies. Uh, Her name was Lindsay McNamara. Uh, she was charged with disorderly conduct and malicious destruction of property after the incident that happened the day after Christmas, which was caught on video surveillance. Police say that 24-year-old McNamara entered the police station with a box of meat and started throwing it at, at the cops that were working there and smearing it on the dispatch window. Well, a judge this past week dismissed the destruction charge, saying police had provided little evidence that McNamara had indeed damaged anything. So, um, so she doesn't have to. She's not going to be charged with that. So huh. she, she just completely got away with throwing smearing bacon, stuff all sausage, over and smearing it all over the windows Weird. of a police station. All right. Um, yeah, so it'll be dismissed as long as she pays the $150 in court costs. Somebody doesn't really respect the police department. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get away with that. I mean, she's at least causing a mess. She should have been able to, you know, been, been forced to clean it back up or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, whatever. Next up. Thank you for everyone who sent this to me, too. A few people sent this. And I am better for it. An 82-year-old woman has been arrested after she was caught stealing a bottle of Sexiest Fantasies perfume. Yeah. She wanted to be someone's Sexiest Fantasy, Greg. All right. For Valentine's no Day, No problem Greg. with that. I know the old me love, too, but... Well, her name is Annalise Young. <laughs> she's old. She's old in her last young. After she entered a store and an employee allegedly saw her put a bottle of, quote, sexiest fantasies perfume into her purse. Now, Young allegedly walked out of the drugstore without paying for the $7.39 body spray. She was followed by an employee to her car as she made the I thought, escape. I thought old people were spo- supposed to be basically allowed to do that. That's but what that's, you've that's, always wanted. That's I know. the societal contract. Like, oh, once no, you're no. that old, you just let them get away with it. You haven't wanted to steal stuff. You wanted to walk around with no pants on. Well, yeah, that's just because I thought I could get away with it. Because that's not creepy at all. No, it's not for any real purpose. It's just more because you can get away with it. You're old. 
I'm old. Well, when the employee confronted the 82-year-old Young, uh, the suspect allegedly handed her the bottle of sexiest fantasies. The employee then called the police department. Oh, what are you calling the cops on an 87-year-old lady? And she wanted to press charges. Oh, come on. Against the 82-year-old woman. 82. Oh, let her go. 82-year-old Young was taken to county jail and booked on a charge of larceny and then oh later my. released. See, that seems just a little bit over the top. I get, don't steal no matter what your age. She's 82 years old. Come on. She gave you that back. You already embarrassed her. I mean, what she's kind embarrassed of bad- enough she's stealing it. Just be like, ma'am, just don't come back in here again. There you go. You don't need to press charges. I know. and this, Yeah, that's Poor not lady. Nice. Well, uh, she's accused of stealing the brand's fireworks scent. And how much this was this brand? $7.39. It's $7. Oh, Jesus. Well, let me describe this Just to buy you. it. Let me buy describe the sexiest fantasies fireworks scent is described by the manufacturer as a burst of sensuality as plump as wild strawberries, succulent peaches, and voluptuous vanilla that all come together as one. Well, whatever. I mean, there's some man out there very disappointed right now. It or, also or lady promise- or whoever it is she was buying it for. It also promises to be as addictive and seductive as the woman who wears it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sensual. It's a small but, uh, it's, a, it's a short but virile world of crazy today. And I bring you my final story. Okay. A teenager has under, and people sent this to me too. A teenager has successfully undergone the world's first penis reduction operation. A penis reduction. Penis reduction operation. How? His penis was too big. Yeah, no, that's like... <laughs> a teenager has undergone what surgeons claim is the it's world's... part of my stand-up routine. First penis reduction surgery. Uh, the 17-year-old's flaccid manhood measured about 7 inches in length. However, it had a circumference of 10 inches. <laughs> oh my God. 10 inches, which is about the size of a grapefruit. That's that's a lot. Before the life Is there cha- something wrong with it? Uh, before the life-changing operation, surgeons said it was shaped basically like an American football. Oh, my God. Yeah, where it was kind of bigger in the middle. And it restricted his ability to play sports or even have sex. Uh, doctors also said, yep, it's the first time they've ever heard a man ask, can you make my penis smaller? No, I don't blame him. That sounds miserable. Yeah. That sounds horrible. So uh, he would spontaneously get erections because of the shape of his restricted natural blood flow. So it was a natural, um, it was naturally occurring. However, because of oh, the girth of said penis, he was unable to pay, uh, play any competitive sports, have sex, and found it um, difficult to wear pants because of his large and heavy phallus. So surgeons have developed a new technique that uh, they use to cut scar tissue by basically, like a. Like hemming in a shirt, basically, just cutting out the sides and kind of putting okay. it back together. All right. And the operation was, he said it was a bit like having two side tummy tucks. Okay. No, anyway, the operation was a complete success, and the teenager is ecstatic with the results. Um, the surgeon is proud of himself as well. It says it looks cosmetically appealing, and it's no longer football-shaped. Yeah. There we go. Now he's the most popular kid in school. Well, he, he's... Under 18, so they're not naming who he is. Yeah. Everyone would have known. A, there's no way you can well, football smuggle penis? the size of a, a penis the size of a Every, football. And everybody would know who fo- football penis was. <laughs> That's his name. No, poor kid. That sounds like it's sounds horrible. I'm glad, I'm glad it's yeah. well, successful. Well, now he's very happy, so he is very successful. And there you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy.
No, we need to do those, sir. Well, I thought you were going to say your one other thing. That you There's one other to thing do. you should do on your big date. So let's recap the date. What everybody's going to be doing tomorrow? You're going to go to Asylum, 37th and Hawthorne. We're going to pick up a pick up a gift. Then you're going to go to Landmark Saloon, get yourself a tumbleweed tea, play a little cornhole. Stop saying you're gonna go tumbleweed see tea. Lachlan Patterson at Helium Comedy Club. Tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And then afterwards, you go home, and what do you do? You want to watch a scary movie because it's Valentine's Day night. You're out doing. You're alone. You're back at home. What do you want to watch? Nightmare at Nibblers. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Order that right now. Surprise him. You are making me nervous by how fast and spazzy you are right now. I've had a lot of coffee. I, I thought you hadn't had enough coffee. You were complaining that I, I need drank more it coffee. All. Okay. Should we do a little bit of ball talk? Oh, if you want to. Well, I thought I just did, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> we're both burgeoning stand ups right now. There we go. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls? Okay. It's going to be short ball talk, but I do do have a couple of stories to bring up. Uh, one, of course, we know. <laughs> it's not in the chat that I sound like I'm on meth. I am not on meth, I can assure you. Or unless he is. I don't know. I, I am not. I mean, we've both been in here for a while, but I mean, I'm, you know, I've left to run, get things for my car and stuff. Maybe he could be doing the meth Just right under my it nose. Up. Doing it up right there. Um we all know that our friend Scott Daly had to go watch Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> the other night as part of part of his duties for Geek in the City. Well, there's somebody else that went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's a little bit surprising because I is don't his think... Is Greg Nibbler? No. Oh. Because I don't think he had to, and that is Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Oh, isn't he like super bible <laughs> He is very Bible-y. Uh, very, very religious guy, Russell Wilson. Went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey. And the thing is, you know, whatever, everybody... <laughs> Everybody go watch whatever they want. Um, I question why he was going to watch it. If maybe some some lady was bringing him along for it. Maybe he's just really into Fifty Shades of Grey. Whatever it is. I mean, there are going to be so many dudes who are accompanying their ladies because they want them to get all frisky afterward. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's the only reason you why think? guys will be go. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Okay. I mean, that that book. Uh, I think I had said like a billion or something before, but no, it sold like a hundred million copies. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's a hundred million separate people buying that book. Well, Russell Wilson went and saw it, and then just kind of posted uh, posted a couple of things online, but really didn't give a review of it. Thanks somebody who was letting him in there. However, he did get some feedback from other people who were quite upset with the fact <gasps> that Russell Wilson would go see that. They were disappointed in him? Oh my gosh, yes. So here's some of the comments that were posted toward Wilson on Twitter. One read, I'm more than a little confused, Russell. I thought you professed to be a Christian. Another one wrote, Really? I'm honestly not sure how you can quote Bible verses all the time and then say this is a good movie. I don't. He didn't really say it was a good movie. Uh, don't don't say you represent Christ and then publicly endorse a movie filled with immorality and sexual violence. So these are just some of the things that he wrote. Wow. Uh, he did wrote... Uh, I, did, I would not he, think he, that people would write to him because he saw a movie. I don't know. People people are, people are very busybodies. Well, Twitter is the ultimate busybody tool. Oh, Because totally you can be is. anonymous and you can pass judgment on people publicly, so they will see it, but then you have no repercussions, really. Except for extreme cases. Um... He did issue a, a statement saying, saw a movie filmed in the town I call home, provocative, disturbing, no doubt, but that does not make me less faithful. Have a blessed day. <laughs> wow. So that's what he wrote. God, people are weird. He then... It's all these repressed like house moms who are just bummed that they can't go without judgment. Because they're all like, I want to see it. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm sure a lot of it. And then he followed that up with a Scarface quote, say goodnight to the bad guy. That's what, he, that's what he wrote regarding seeing Fifty Shades of Grey. Who knew Fifty Shades of Grey is his scandal? Wow. The fact that he went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey. 
That's I am so that's the scandal of Russell goddamn Wilson. excited for this weekend to be over because that means that we don't ever have to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey again. Yeah, it's going to be. It, it's, I'm going to feel so free. Yeah, we should make a wager on how much money we think it's going to make over the weekend. I don't know. I'm going to go with 140 million. I'll go with a gajillion. Um, uh, I'm guessing 140. I'll go 120. I'll say it'll make 120 million. Whoever's closer. Okay. All right. You can't do 120. That's way too close to mine. You called yours first. You could, you could have taken a moment and, and waited. No, you either have you to do like first. 100 or 200. Check, 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 check. Checking my microphone real quick. Uh, no, no, I'm doing 120 million. All right. Yep. All right. Moving on in ball sack. Here is a mistake the Philadelphia Eagles uh, have made. So, one of their star receivers is by the name of Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper is a white man who um, was in a lot of hot water last year because of a video that came out of him at a music concert where he was at loudly a music concert, old man? proclaiming a word a white man should not be using. Oh, okay. Yes. A word he should not be using. I remember the story. In reference to some African-American gentleman. So Riley Cooper did this, and somebody caught it on video. He's kind of recovered from that. He made a billion apologies. I think he was suspended from the team for a little bit. A lot of stuff happened, and it seems like he's kind of made amends. People have forgiven him a little bit. But the Eagles didn't do him or themselves any favor when they put out their calendar for this year. And guess who is the face of February, which is Black History Month? Oh, wow. Somebody put Riley Cooper as the person on their month of February. Somebody messed up in the PR department. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess it was uh, one of the uh, actually Eagles PR reps said, if anything, it was an honest mistake. I'm going to guess it probably was, but you really ought to check that he kind of stuff. He got in trouble for that, right? Uh, he got reprimanded. Yeah, I believe he got reprimanded, but I mean, more than anything, he was ostracized by the entire team. Good. It took a lot of a lot of work that to earn earn back people's trust. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, for sure, fuck that guy. But I think that he seems like the team team kind of moved past whatever it. moved yeah. past it or, or something because he was definitely a target for that that year by any opposing player. I remember you just wanted about to that. clobber him, and rightfully so. So anyway, there is uh, there's that. He is now the, well, the face of Black History Month. Moving on to Ball Talk. I got an update. This is an update on the saga of Robert Allenby, the pro golfer <gasps> in Hawaii. Is that the guy who fell and hit his head and couldn't find his phone? Yes. Or like he, or he thought like there he was are kidnapped. multiple different tales, and I'll just kind of sum up a little bit of it. The, a couple of the different tales about what happened to him. So what did happen is for sure he went to a bar. He was playing in a tournament in Hawaii. He was out of the tournament, like lost out or something. Was in a bar with a buddy. Somehow left the bar and then was, and at the end of the story, he had a giant gash on his head, didn't have his wallet, and didn't really understand what happened. And there are multiple tales of Claims how he got to, to not that understand point. understand what happened. Well, there are multiple tales of how he got to that point. He said he was kidnapped by three people, taken to a park, beaten and then a homeless woman came up and, re- and basically chased off the people. And that's how he got the giant gash on his head. Uh, the homeless woman claimed that she found him a couple of blocks away from the restaurant. And that some other homeless guys 
were, were kind of messing with him and that he had a giant gash on his head and that he probably fell on his own and then these guys had taken his wallet. All right. There was another story that he went into a strip club and spent thousands of dollars and then fell coming out of the strip club and bashed his head. So that's pretty much the most likely one. Well, here's the thing, though. The Honolulu police have come out with a statement saying he was, in fact, not at the strip club. And they've actually publicly stated they don't know. They don't know what happened. They don't know. Because he either he doesn't I remember. I thought people said that they saw him at the strip club. This is yeah, weird. Yeah, and they're, they're saying that it sounds like it was a case of mistaken identity. And and so they, I guess, whatever. They, this guy said, the uh, detective said, there is no evidence he was ever in that strip club. Our investigation shows he was not at Club Femnu, which is the name of the club. It was a case of mistaken identity. So they don't they don't know. They I don't, don't know. know. That seems like there's been some money talking a little bit. Uh, maybe. All of a sudden they a, a case of mistaken identity. Well, they did bust the guy who had his wallet because there was a homeless guy who did end up with his wallet apparently. And so so they did bust that guy. But uh yeah, they really don't know the connections. So who knows? That's odd. Yeah. So there's the update on wow, that. Wow, that just keeps on going. And finally in Ball Talk, here's something that for wrestling fans everywhere is kind of kind of cool. So this ha- this is in a uh, wrestling match that happened in Live Oak, Florida. It was a local wrestling event, and they were having the match. This was on uh, this was last week that this happened, and lo and behold. When somebody took a picture of the match going on, there was a mysterious image that appeared. Dun, dun, dun. That it appears as though the ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage was in the <laughs> ring. People are flocking to the internets, believing that this is, in fact, the ghost of Macho Man. There to say I mean, hello. I could see- because he was just allowed into the Hall of Fame, and they think he's back to say, much obliged. To say howdy ho. The spirit of Macho Man. Of course, macho, the spirit of Macho Man would be wearing, you know, resplendent in his Macho Man outfit. Yes. Okay. Macho Man Randy Savage. The ghost of him appearing in the ring in Florida. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I think that's my favorite Ball Talk story ever. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Macho Man. The ghost man. of Macho Man Randy Savage. And the ghost of Macho Ooh, yeah. Man. yeah. No. Welcome to the kingdom of madness. It's probably my favorite Halloween costume ever, the one I just did this last year. I I mean, Loki from the Thor movie, that was pretty good, but I I don't know. I don't know if I can top top Macho Man. That's really difficult to do. You're going to have to. I'm going to have to You can't just be Macho Man every year. I kind of want to be Macho Man every year, though. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Go to funemploymentradio.com. See that uh, banner right there at the front where it says Nightmare at Nibblers? Pick yourself up a copy. It's $6.99. That's it. We would appreciate it, and you will be doing yourself a big favor. Because seriously, it's a very, very well-produced uh, movie. You can watch the trailer first if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no joke. Uh, Derek did an amazing job with this. 
It's so well done. We're, yeah, we are so proud of that. I mean, yeah. Derek did all the work. Yeah, well, Derek <laughs> did the work of the, so putting proud it of together. Derek yeah. and how amazing he is at this and just so proud to be able to put out something that's so high quality. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's really cool. We're very excited. So, um, yeah, pick yourself up a copy, six ninety nine. You own it at that point. So you can download it. You can stream it. It comes in HD. You can... It's got mobile-ready version. Like oh, your any house kind of is going to be in HD, Greg. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that part makes me a little bit nervous. But yeah, go right there, funemploymentradio.com. Click on that link and pick yourself up a copy of Nightmare at Nibblers. Well, and happy Friday the 13th to everybody, and happy Valentine's Day if you choose to celebrate it tomorrow. Yes, well, which you will be because you're going on the uh, oh, date God, routine that I outlined. Oh, God, don't your date again. But, the, but those places are awesome. You they can't are. deny that. I'm just saying I'm helping plan it out. You can do it in a different order, but I'm saying go to each one of those. All right, there we go. That's it. That was inspiring, Greg. That's it. It's love advice. All right, tomorrow on the Fun Employment Radio Network, 1030 AM, will be Chronicles of the Nerds, followed by Rip City Bad Boys. All right here at FunEmploymentRadio.com. I need some more coffee. Yeah, that's what you need. All right, everybody. I'm going to have some more coffee. We'll see you on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. (laughs) Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network, 